0: Hmm. Huh. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve, your favorite podcaster-in-chief. Well, today is December 13th, 2021. You reach my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. It is currently, guess what? 2 a.m. in the morning. I guess I'm doing my podcast on time, on schedule, right? This is about the time of night where I turn on my cell phone, hit the record button, and And start talking to myself and pretending there's an audience out there listening to me. Because for all I I care, there could maybe be only maybe two people in Iran listening to me. By the way, my audience in Iran has shrunk again. I used to have six people, now I have two. I think the other four people may have been, I don't know. Maybe they they, they caught COVID and they're, they're hospitalized. Maybe they're in prison right now. I need my other four listeners back in Iran. All right, (laughs) all right, so what is today's podcast about? Well, it's about liars, 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 oh, I can't stand liars, even though maybe I'm one myself. Now, I have to be honest with you, you know, I am a professional storyteller. I tell myself, I tell everyone, they'll ask me, what do I do? And the truth is, I do so many things, right? I run businesses, I'm doing barbecue, I'm a photographer, I'm a videographer, uh, you know? But ultimately, ultimately, all of, the, all of these little branches, you know, they do have a nucleus to them, right? They, they do have a, they are branching out from somewhere. And basically that nucleus is, as myself, a professional storyteller because everything I do has to do with telling a story, and I do it very well I do it very effectively not to brag about that and what is storytelling essentially it's lying with class it's being a very very good liar knowing how to craft a beautiful lie that many people kind of take for i guess uh not take for granted but, but 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 take it as the truth or a moment of truth now it's not to say that what I have to say that's coming out of my mouth or how I operate myself every, every single day, day to day, uh, you know, I am a compulsive liar. But in a way, technically, I could consider myself that and someone could make an argument of that. Now, now before you start turning off my podcast and start saying, holy crap, Steve is just a, is a compulsive liar. He's been lying to me this entire time. Well, the truth about that is that all, that's also a lie. <laughs> okay. You know, when you tell a story, you always exaggerate. You always exaggerate, make things a little bit, you know, more grandiose than usual, or you, you kind of, you, you tell a big fish story, right? I caught a fish that was huge. It was like, huge as a boat. Not really. And you always correct yourself, but you're doing these things to add humor because, you know, if you don't exaggerate things, if you don't, if if you, if you don't actually, uh, uh, I guess add a little, little emotion to your voice or anything like that, well, The truth is it becomes a little boring. So as a storyteller, you kind of have to, you know, tell it a little bit more than what it actually is, right? And then you can always go back while you're telling someone in that moment, you can correct it. So that, that, that's what I'm saying, but that's not what makes me a liar. Now, what makes me a liar? Well, it's, it's basically when I, when I don't tell the truth. And like I told you before on my other previous podcast, if someone tells me, like, let's like say for example, if someone, if I go to a, uh, if I go to a person's house, and they're, they're, and their entire fa- fa- their family is just is just slaving away on their food right there, and they feed me right, and I know they worked the the whole you know the day to feed me, and the food honestly it tastes like crap. I mean it, this is horrible. I wouldn't buy it. Uh, I have to stomach every single you know bite in there. It just doesn't taste good. And when they ask me, Steve, how do you like it? Am I going to tell them this is the worst thing I ever ate in my life? No, absolutely not. I'm going to tell them this is great. This is really, really great. And when they put things back on my, they they, they ask me for seconds. Oh, I'll, I'll go ahead and eat seconds, right? <laughs> you know, they'll put more of that that stuff back on my plate. You know, they'll scoop it on my plate. I'll eat it. I'll suffer. I'll lie, I'll lie to myself, I'll lie to them because I don't wanna hurt their feelings. You know, some of my wedding couples will ask me, how do they look? How do they look today? You know, Steve, do I look really good? Do I look pretty? And I'll answer them. I said, you know what? You look great, you look pretty. Man, you look A plus right now. In my mind, I'm thinking, boy, I think I'm gonna to have to Photoshop this and pinch and pull and everything because with my wide angle lens, we'll stretch this person out and it won't look good. Now, I'm not going to tell them what's really going through my mind, right? They'll be extremely rude. Extremely rude. So, you know, as a defense mechanism, we all lie. It it's just it's just um a natural instinct because we we want to be courteous, and part of being courteous strangely requires us to not tell the full truth and nothing but the truth because like they see in A Few Good Men, they can't handle the truth. And that's the truth when it comes to a lot of things. You know, you have a lot of friends out there. And, you know, when when they're talking about politics, right, they come to you and they ask you, well, what's your viewpoint about this? Well, a lot of times I'll just say, well, I have no comment. When the truth is, I have a lot to comment about it. But I say no comment because my comments will probably give them an aneurysm. Are you a compulsive liar like how I am? I bet you probably are. We all are. We all are. Now, I do have a problem with people though who lie to advance their career or lie to actually hold on to, hold on to their, I guess, hold, hold on to their careers, advance or to hold on to their careers. It's just the most selfish things. Why don't we just say, I hate it when people lie to, to, uh, I guess, for selfish reasons, either to preserve their image, uh, or, or to actually, um, attack someone's image. And this is what really bothers me that when people can lie with the straight face that I have. Right. Uh, and again, I'm doing it to be courteous to that person because I don't want to tell them that their food sucks. I don't want to tell them that I think, well, you you know, how do you look today? Well, I think you you could lose an extra 10 pounds. I'm not going to tell them that. Right but i really don't like it when people lie again to advance their agenda and liberals are compulsive liars in the worst way right are they hypocrites no they're not they're not even hypocrites now here's my argument with the hypocrites a lot of times hey you know what i'm all hypocrites right i'm telling you hey you shouldn't eat that oreo cookie because it's going to put some weight on you, weight, weight around you. And then I'll eat an Oreo cookie, right? But I know for a fact that Oreo cookies are not, in quantity, aren't too good. But what am I, what am I going to do sometimes? Oh, I'm just going to splurge and I'm just going to eat on them. I'm a worse hypocrite when it comes to Oreos. But I know for a fact it makes you fat, right? And that's not what I'm talking about. These people who are lying on the left, they're not, they're, they're doing it purely for selfish reasons, purely to attack a person. And they don't care about that person. They really, really don't. What have they lied to us? Well, why don't we just take the media, right? They lied about Kyle Rittenhouse just recently. They lied about Jussie Smollett. Smollett, I call him Smollett. You can call him Juicy. You can call him Juicy Smollett for for all I care. You know, they've lied about a lot of things. They've even lied about COVID. And Fauci out there is lying through his teeth every single day. And they're not again, lying for the best of us, you know, to keep us, you know, they're not, they're not lying to be courteous to us or to save us from feelings. They're lying because they have an agenda hidden behind of it. It's pretty scary. It's really scary. Now, (laughs) I got a funny story to tell you before I get into the politics of things, and it includes the topic of lying. All right. So I'm not going to name any names because this person may be listening to the podcast uh, I don't think she is, um, because, uh, she's, um, she's kind of just very much into herself, into her own, her own world. And, uh, and I could, I could sense that something's not right with her, but she was lying to me. Now, how do I know she was lying? Well, I'll get into that later on. But, um, on, uh, I think it was on Friday. I think it was on Friday. I got a phone call on my wedding phone. This is, this was a wedding inquiry. And this wedding inquiry was like, unlike I've ever had before. And this woman said that, well, she, um, she wanted me to, she got my name from, from a a contact of mine who worked in the entertainment industry. And I said, okay, that's, that's great. You know, that's fine. And and I said, okay, well, what do you need me to do? And she says, well, I'm planning a wedding for myself and, uh, I want it to be really, really extravagant, but I'm, I'm not picky or, or anything. I, I just want it to be nice. It's my second wedding, so I don't want to spend too much. So, so far, I'm thinking, okay, this sounds like a regular, you know, a regular inquiry. And then she drops the, the ball on me that, well, her fiance is actually a very big celebrity. And I said, that's fine. That's really fine because I've done celebrity wedi- celebrity weddings before. Um, you know, I've worked with celebrities, so I can keep it, I can keep it quiet. Now, I don't really care who this celebrity is. And she says, well, I'm going to tell you who it is. And I said, I really, I really don't care. Um, my, my, th- my goal is like, you know, whatever you want, I can do. I can promise this. And, and and then we have a, we have a great conversation. And then she, um, and then she hangs up the phone and then she texts me later on, uh, right after that, while I'm biking, tons of pictures of what she wants. Boom, boom, boom. My, my phone just starts blowing up with pictures after pictures, after pictures, after pictures, and these pictures are of like wedding venues and wedding designs that are hugely extravagant. Um, you know, the archway, it includes maybe about, there's all these flowers in the archway. Like it looks as though there's about 20,000 flowers on them. The, the whole, she sent me pictures of just this whole church, the inside of a church lined with flowers draping from the ceiling every inch. It's beautiful, you know, like uh, the, the entire venue is just draped in white with white benches and flowers everywhere and lights going, you know, lights going on everywhere left and right and um, the tables are just decorated with huge 10-foot vases with huge flowers coming out of them. Uh, I've never seen anything like this before, personally, at, you know, all the weddings that I do. Could I uh, could I have done it? Yes, I could have actually done all those. I know uh, what she was looking for, actually falls into the falls into the arena of movie set design. And luckily, I know a lot of movie set designers. So if we were if we were to actually go forward with this wedding, not only would I hire out, you know, um, you know, I guess stylists, but also movie set designers, you know, and build build a very good set, a very you know, I guess for her wedding and then she also drops the ball to me on who this who this who her husband would be and she gives me a name i'm not going to say the name but it's a very very a very very famous singer now the name doesn't you know really ring the bell like ring my bell like right away but then i start i start googling things and i said oh it's that person and so I start Googling the name, and I said, okay, that's a very, very famous celebrity. Uh, now, I've worked with more famous celebrities before, but this is a pretty famous one. So then I start thinking, okay, now we need security and all these different things. And uh, and then I, I say, you know what? I'm going I'm to Google this person to see if uh, this person is actually single, and um, I guess dating this woman. And I find out this celebrity is actually married. Married, married, married in fact he just got he just celebrated his, his uh, 10th or 13th year anniversary with his wife and he's very, very happily married. Um, there's like there's no signs of any forms of infidelity going on but then again I'm thinking okay, you know you know he could maybe have had a divorce on the side, but usually you know, a person of this caliber of, of this celebrity status you would know and divorces you know for the most part are public record and if they and, they be, and if they got a divorce you know it would be very hard to you know, very hard to cover it's it's kind of like it's kind of like Donald Trump getting a divorce from Ivanka you know very very difficult to uh, very very difficult to hide so uh, you know in my mind i'm saying okay this person is lying okay so then the next day, I, I call her up and then I do confront her about it, not in a very, very pleasant way. And I say, Well, I thought so and so was actually married. And then she starts feeding me a story that, you know, again, this person is like, you know, they're secretly divorced and they've been secretly dating for about two years. And, you know, the things are, and, and she lives in one part of the country, in the north part of the country. He lives in California. And, uh, and I'm saying that doesn't make any sense to me. Not whatsoever. How can a person from the northern part of the country be dating a celebrity and they're not with them in California? This is very strange. And I asked her, and I asked this person, well, when's the last time you've actually, tra- actually traveled out of South Dakota? What brought you there? Um, she really didn't have a good answer for me. Um, but she said she hasn't traveled very often. Well, that's very strange because celebrity couples, you know, celebrities travel insanely often. And then here's, here's when the ball dropped. Well, she told me when they wanted to get married and it was the end of January. I looked at the tour schedule and this guy would actually had been on tour during that time. So there's a lot of red flags here. from the number one that he was already married at the time of the wedding that she wanted it to be. It's going to be on tour. And I and I but I still treated this person with a lot of class, and um I didn't call her out. I was very very cordial. I played along with her. Again, I lied, even though I knew that she was lying to me. I played along with it one hundred percent. And uh, who knows? Maybe 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 I'm I'm the one that's actually wrong. But here's what happened. So so I told her, well, you know, you know, you'll give me a call if you ever need any help and everything like that. Yeah, I'll be happy happy to be your wedding planner. But the venue that you're looking at and uh just the decorations alone, this is gonna be like close to a million dollar wedding. I mean, I could actually see that I could budget it because the flowers alone would just you know be about fifty grand, a hundred grand worth of flowers, maybe even two hundred grand worth of flowers in the way she was looking at. Uh the wedding dress that she may have wanted, we're looking at another, like you know, 10, 20, maybe even fifty thousand 50, dollars $50, dress. And then on top, then you if someone wants to decorate everything like this. And, you know, if you, have a, and if you have a professional chef that's like, uh, you know, uh, I guess you want to have on call and, you know, you, that is name, a name recognition chef, we're, we're talking a lot of money. And then the security involved and on top of that, the photography, and the videography used uh, to cover an event like this uh, to make sure you pay them enough so they won't sell their pictures or video to the paparazzi. We're, we're talking about a lot of money involved. And I told her it's going to be about a million dollars. And by the way, if you want me to do this by January 30th, I'm going to need some type of down payment. So at this point, I'm thinking, again, you know what? If she puts down the money, $500,000 or, or $400,000 or whatever it is to start booking these venues and she starts booking these venues, booking all of everything, we're all good to go. She's not lying, right? Because they got money. And even even if it's a lie, who the hell cares, right? We're all going to get paid. So what happens is that uh, you know she says she's going to think about it. She's going to talk to her fiance about it, and uh, he's in the recording studio now. He he won't be out of the studio to maybe about five or six hours. You know the way it goes. I said, yep, just let, give me a call. Give me a call. You know, playing along with it. You know, playing along. Again, I'm lying, right? Not a bad thing, right? What I'm doing, right? I'm still treating her with, you know, with with respect. Well, I get a phone call like maybe in about thirty seconds, and uh, she says, you know, Steve. You've been so great and honest, you know, with me um but I just talked to my fiance and he's going to go with his regular wedding planner. <laughs> his reg that was her exact words like he's going to he has a wedding planner he always uses for his weddings and he just wants to go with that wedding planner because he feels more comfortable with it. Now, this man who I, you know, had googled, had only got to marry I guess, twice in his life, right? Once when he was very young and another time when he was maybe a a little bit older. Um, Wedding planners are are someone you really don't have have on call all the time. I mean, you know, I've I've done weddings. I have this one Japanese client who maybe he has me on speed dial because before COVID, we would marry him almost once, I guess once every year, it felt like, because he just loved getting married. Uh, But, you know... I don't think this celebrity had his wedding planner on speed dial and thinking, man, I just, you know, this guy does such a great job and I'm just going to hire you for my next wedding. And, and that's what it really felt like. So, but she told she thanked me for my work and said, you know, I'm sorry, we're going to go with this guy instead. And, uh, you know, and that's and that was the last I heard of her. How do I know she's lying? Well, a lot of things, right? <laughs> a lot of things. First, First of all, number one is that the fundamentals don't check out. You know, whenever you create a lie, create a really good story, the fundamentals have to be very, very good. And secondly, the logic that she was, I guess, imply, implying, it didn't really, it didn't really um, check out to me. Because, for example, she said she wanted a simple wedding, a simple wedding that wasn't very expensive, and here she is sending me pictures that were entirely extravagant. And then the logic of just having a relationship with a celebrity couple and and I know a lot of celebrities who are in relationships, they want to have their girlfriend there not stuck on some northern small town you know, small town uh, uh, i guess it, it, stuck in the north in some small town and be working in california that 's very, very, very strange you know the, these things just didn 't didn 't like jive and the last the last the last uh, ingredient here was that. Everything she told me, I could easily, I could easily refute, and she was not willing to, I guess, debate it. She really kind of, when I brought up certain things, like say for example, when I said that, well, I think this person's actually, you know, married and all that, and she said, well, we kind of kept the divorce on the down low, and uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's one of those things where they hired the right people. And they were very, very good about you know, keeping the relationship right off, off the records for the last two or three years, and I, and I said, "Okay, fine." You know, so she didn't. She she wanted to avoid the conversation of just legitimize legitimizing her relationship with this guy. So that was, but that I thought was crazy. Like you know, she actually this person really did believe to herself that she was going to marry this celebrity. And she believed it enough where she wanted to see, well, how much would it cost to actually book a wedding with this person? And, you know, she wholeheartedly believed this person, believed herself. And I I found her actually on Facebook. I think she may be married because there is a person by that name in that state and she has a child. So that's even more, even more strange. So what can I say? What can I say? So, what is this whole podcast about? Well, it's about lying, right? And again, like I told you before, I know how to do this very, very well. What I want to talk about in my podcast is, is more about you know, politics and lying. And, and there's so much lying going on in, in politics right now, especially with the finger pointing towards Donald Trump. Now, is Donald Trump, you know, innocent of going without lying? Of course not. We're all liars. It's just the way we're designed. It really, really is. It's, you know, but what makes a, a good lie and a bad lie, you know, a good lie, I guess, what what determines a good lie from, from a bad lie is... The underlying circumstances on and motivations onto why you're actually doing it. Why are you engaging in it? And how honest are you with it? I I guess how honest you are with the public, you know, just to clarify yourself. Because for example, if I'm telling you, man, I was like driving a Mach 1 down, Mach 1 down the freeway, man, I was breaking the sound barrier, man. I was going so fast. Of course, it's like such an absurd statement. You you know for a fact that I'm lying to you, right? And I said, no, 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 I was just going about 45, just for but it felt like Mach 1, right? So you know, when you when someone corrects themselves when they're telling a story, right, then then it's then you know for a fact they're pretty, pretty good, right? They're 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 on the up and up, right? They're on the, really on the up and up, right? And, uh, but when someone doesn't correct themselves and they can lie, lie with a straight face, you are in for some trouble. So I'm going to cut to commercial and we're going to get to Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, <laughs> she just said, if Trump wins in 2024, it could be the end of our democracy. Oh my God. Really? Oh my god. So I'm going to play the clip from, I guess, from her interview when I get back from the commercial break. And before you blow an aneurysm, right, stick around because it's going to start to get it pretty interesting. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So, my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to my podcast. We are about to get in uh, to this new topic about lying, 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 and lying, All right? Huh. Welcome to my life as a professional storyteller, Ryan. Until even the photos I do for my weddings, uh, <laughs> Don't take them, don't believe what you're seeing when you go to my website because, uh the, you got tourists that are Photoshopped out of there. You have pimples that are, you know, you know, you, you have pimples who are actually like you know, that are washed away, Photoshopped, airbrushed out. You know, people have asked me, wow, this, that bride, her skin is just really, really smooth. And yeah, that's airbrushed. I mean, I airbrushed it all out. I use a couple filters and it's airbrushed. You know, it looks really nice, like silky, like a baby's butt. Uh, in real life, don't believe that for a second. You know, my, my camera is way too strong, way, way too sharp. And it requires airbrushing because, you know, those HD cameras, those high-definition cameras out there, hmm, they're not very friendly. They're a little bit too truthful. They're so sharp. If somebody forgot to dig their nose and there's a booger hanging out there, you know, a little one, not a big one, just a little one, vibrating every time they breathe, that HD camera, man, it can pick up not only the booger, but the different shades of yellow and green that are inside that, inside every single flake of booger that's stuck on that nose hair. So, so that's how sharp these 4K cameras are. It's horrible. They're really, really horrible. So what do you do? You blur it out. You make it smooth, you know? And uh, you all know that because when you take selfies, I bet everyone there, right? All you folks out there are putting that little uh, beauty filter on all the way to the right, right? Putting on number eight or nine, making sure their skin's really, really smooth because... That high-definition camera doesn't make you look real nice. Ooh, are you liars too? (laughs) I kid. I kid. You know, it's a human nature. We're all the same, right? But all we care about is like, really, what is, you know, we we hate it when people lie with an evil agenda that's behind them. So that's what really counts. So we're going to go hop on over here to Hillary, Hillary Clinton, who's like... One of the worst liars out of their, out of the entire world. Uh, but for some reason, you know, liberals believe what the hell she's saying. Now, we're going to deconstruct what she has to say. But before we get into that, I got to play you the clip. All right. So hold on. I'm going to hit the play button. I'm going to make sure my volume up here is pretty good. But here we go.
1: If I were a betting person right now, I'd say Trump is gonna run again. I mean, he seems to be setting himself up to do that. And if he's not held accountable, then he gets to do it again. I think that could be the end of our democracy, not to be too you know, pointed about it, but I want people to understand that this is a make or break point. If he were, or someone of his ilk, were once again to be elected president, and if especially he had a Congress that would do his bidding, You will not recognize our country.
0: So given everything you've just described, do you ever have moments of responsibility Mm -hmm, or even mm -hmm. guilt Mm -hmm. about what's happened?
1: Of course, because I I tried to warn people. I tried to make the case that uh, this was really dangerous. The people he was allied with, what they were saying, what he might do. And I do think but for Jim Comey and the stunt he pulled 10 days before the election I would have won I feel terrible about not stopping him and the people around him but I I feel like now everybody can see for themselves what kind of leader he is and
0: all right that's enough all right so what type of leader was Trump he was a pretty good darn one, right? America was really great. We had n- brand new trade deals with Mexico and Canada. We were energy independent. You know, oil prices were down. Home ownership was up through the roof and and the inflation was under control. There was no supply chain problems whatsoever. It was very cheap to buy things and you made more money. What was what was so wrong? NATO, NATO countries were paying their fair share to, to be part of NATO. We were he was not colluding with the Russians. That was all fake. And um the, the Democrats decided to impeach him twice on false allegations. And all of a sudden COVID hit. And then the Democrats used COVID to turn our entire country upside down. Let me ask you this one thing right here. Hillary Clinton says if Trump wins in 2024, it could be the end of our democracy. Now, let's just focus on that statement. Well, we do know for a fact it's a lie. Now, one thing that's crazy about liars, like really bad liars, and Hillary Clinton is a bad liar. She has such a huge ego, number one, that she doesn't think she has to create a beautiful story, a beautiful lie. One that is fundamentally sound, one is, that is very logical, and one that is actually debatable. All right. Remember, those are the three things that make a very good lie. And when I say those three things make a very good lie, we're talking about a good story, a good fictional story. It has to be fundamentally sound. It has to be logical and also has to be debatable. And I'll get into that too. I'll I'll get into that in a little while. But what she's saying right here is that if Trump wins in 2024, it could be the end of our democracy, why don't we just back the train up a little bit and look where we are right now. The country that we lived under during Trump no longer exists. The country under Biden is a country without democracy right now, without a constant. We are living in a, in a state of our country right now where our Bill of Rights, our rights of, of, as of human beings are, are bargained for. Uh, we cannot have our, our freedom of speech is limited because the soapbox, which we consider social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever you want to call it, that's limited now. So if we say the wrong thing, all of a sudden we get kicked off of Facebook. So our freedom of speech is limited because the soapbox, which we use to ex- to express ourselves, is also very limited. And the Democrats used Facebook and social media and the relationship with these with these high tech companies to limit your free speech now why do they want to limit your free speech over there because again they're the fundamentals of the lies that they push are very weak and they don't want it they don't want you to debate so what do they always say to you the debate is over we have we have decided what the truth is stop debating and follow don't debate Follow. Climate change, the debate is over. The science is in. COVID, stop debating, take your vaccine, you know, take the pills and all that. Listen to Fauci, follow follow him. He's science. Follow, follow, follow. What else has ended around, uh, I guess, during, during Biden's presidency? Well, if you don't take the vaccine in certain parts of the country, including the state of Hawaii, you can't watch movies. You can't actually attend your sister or brother's wedding. You may not even be able to to attend your own wedding because you have to be vaccinated here in Hawaii. Oh, you can't attend restaurants. You can't go to concerts if you don't take the vaccine. This constitution that guarantees your freedoms all of a sudden are have disappeared because you did not take the vax. Hillary Clinton is not predicting the future. She's self-projecting the present right now. And she is so full of herself, she doesn't realize what she's doing. And this is the, this is the tell-all sign when it comes to liberals. <laughs> Everything they accuse Donald Trump of being, they have already done. It was Hillary Clinton that colluded with the Russians to, to create the false dossier. It was Joe Biden that actually initiated a quid pro quo deal with the with Ukrainians, not Donald Trump. And he did so. To make sure that his son would not get caught or investigated, because if he did, then he would get investigated. And he and he actually got the the lead prosecutor who was investigating Hunter Biden fired in a quid pro quo deal for first aid, I guess monetary monetary aid to Ukraine. That's quid pro quo. He was guilty of quid pro quo, but the and but the Democrats said that's not quid pro quo. And apparently they They uh, they impeached Donald Trump for quid pro quo when it's actually not, that's not even uh, an impeachable uh, offense. And when the the country, the leader of Ukraine, was not even aware of any quid pro quo deal. So so how can a quid pro quo deal go on if, you know, you you don't even, if that person doesn't even know there's a deal going on, right? (laughs) It's, It's stupid. But again, they would say, stop debating it. Just Listen and follow and hate Donald Trump. Just listen to them. We want your allegiance. Democracy has ended with the Democrat Party. And again, they're they're complete liars. You can't believe one thing that they say. So how do you spot a lie? Now, it's the same thing. Well, for me, again, my my entire job before, and, and it's still right. Myself as a professional storyteller to this very day, It's still about it's still about crafting the perfect lie. And and when I say the perfect lie, I'm I'm talking about making sure that when we when I deliver, like say for example, a simple thing, like a wedding photo to a couple, well, they're the audience that they're gonna be displaying this this photo to, like maybe if they hang it on their wall, they shouldn't know that I photoshopped Tourists out of the picture, they shouldn 't know that I made the palm trees a little more green, that I removed her hair from her mouth or that I removed some little pimples here and there or white heads or or like little scratches here and there on, on, on her nails or made the sky a little more blue because that picture is a beautiful lie, but when you look at it you 're not going to know right because to them it 's real and it 's only ninety percent real now. How can you tell it's a really, really good lie, right? It's it's a really good lie. Well, number one, again, like I said, the fundamentals of that lie, of that story is sound. So whether or not we're writing science fiction, which is based upon real science, by the way, like say for example if you wrote something like The Da Vinci Code, you could use real science and then something like the Bible which are fundamentally sound. Even if you disagree with the Bible, you know for a fact the Bible is a fundamentally sound piece of literature even if you consider it even if you consider it fiction and then you can take science and you, and you can take science and marry the two and craft a really interesting story even though it's a 100% lie and you're and you're not keeping canon with the Bible or with science. You can create your own science and the audience will believe it because you have something fundamentally sound, right? So same thing goes with a wedding photo. The fundamentals are there. The sky is blue, but it's not, it's not blue enough. The girl is beautiful, but she's not beautiful enough, right? She has pimples out there, right? Her hair is going across, you know, the simple hair going across her mouth and it's going sli- slicing right across her teeth. That has to be removed, right? But the fundamentals are perfect, right? That's why the, the pose has to be good. The scenery has to be good. And we can't just make these things up because if a person goes to the, 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 that location, they'll say, "I know, where, I know exactly where that location is. And then on top of that, now the number two, the logic, when we take a look at a beautiful crafted lie, the logic has to be very simple and easy to understand. So when I take a look at that photo, it's very easy. It's a beautiful photo, boom, period, right there. We're not asking the audience to stretch their imagination. Now, if I put like a, a Death Star or something, some levitating UFO back there, then that I have to try to explain that, right? I have to try to, then if I have to explain it and it's very, very long, all of a sudden, that lie becomes unbelievable because I'm trying to explain something that isn't fundamentally sound. So again, the logic has to be so simple, and and uh, and with Hillary Clinton and all the liberals, their logic is not simple. In fact, there's no logic. There's what they do is that they actually uh, re- result. I guess they they, they tend to. They 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 tend to preach absurdities. So for example, they're saying that if Trump wins in 2024, they're not arguing that if Trump wins in 2024, his policies will not be good for our country, and here's exactly why. I mean, here's exactly why his policies of like um of, of secure borders will hurt the country, and they tell you exactly why. No, instead they want to tell you. If he secures the borders, makes you energy independent, all of a sudden cuts taxes for everyone, right? And then, and then, um, and then, and then makes mail-in ballot, ballot voting illegal. Well, it could be the end of our democracy. No, they're not saying that. They're just saying the absurd, the, the absurdity. If he gets elected, it's the end of our democracy. That's when you know for a fact. They're just, they're trying to, they're trying to oversimplify everything in a way that they're, they're just speaking absurdities. All right. Now, when I say logic should be very, very simple, I'm not, I'm not saying that way. All right. I'm not saying absurdities logic, a very simple absurdity version of logic. I'm talking about, well, if, for example, if I'm talking about secure borders. I'm saying, I'm saying I want COVID. I want us to control COVID. So I think a secure border on the, on southern, on our southern border is a good thing if we want to actually make sure our country is secure from COVID because we don't want people who are not tested or not vaccinated coming across our border, right? That would be a pretty easy, simple, logical statement, which you can say, well, I can kind of get on board or kind of not. You can kind of debate it. Yes or no. But again, Hillary Clinton, and the Democrats, they don't actually want to debate you on that. They want, you de- they want to debate with you on absurdities. Donald Trump is a racist. It, if he gets elected, it'll be the end of our democracy. So that's, that's all what they do. He, you know, Again, he collaborates with the Russians, you know, th- those types of things, right? Russia, Russia, Russia. He's offered for, for police brutality. He's a white supremacist. All those, all those different types of, of absurdities that have nothing, have no foundation at all. Okay, number three, last thing. What makes a beautiful lie? Well, if all of the arguments that you have, that you present in your beautiful lie, in that story is actually debatable, even if they're fake, they're debatable. So, and, and if you can debate them, then this lie is just a beautiful story. So for example, why don't we just take Marvel, for example, right? Iron Man, Iron Man versus Hulk. Who would win in a fight between Iron Man versus Hulk? It's pretty easy. Hulk would actually win. Now, are any of you going to debate me on that, right? Now, you could debate me and say, "Well, oh, Iron Man has all of these, the Hulkbuster and all these different types of things. And we've seen it before on the MCU. They had a huge fight scene. And the, and Iron Man did end up defeating the Hulk, right? And we saw how he did it. But then again, the debate can actually happen because, again, the the, the fundamentals of Iron Man and Hulk are fundamentally sound, the logic on how they got there and their strength and everything is all fundamentally sound and we can actually debate it. So that's a beautiful, beautiful lie, a beautiful story. But what do the Democrats not want you to do? They don't want you to debate it. So they're taking that debate away. So you can debate Iron Man versus Hulk all day long, but the minute you start debating something like climate change, Their entire argument falls apart. Because again, it's not fundamentally sound and they only deal in absurdities. If you don't buy a Tesla or don't change your light bulbs, holy crap, there's gonna be tornadoes going all through Kansas. And it's your fault. We better raise taxes. We better get this climate change bill on the on, I guess on the books because we need some type of carbon credits out there. We need to start taxing everyone for like carbon pollution because you know what? Another Kansas can happen. That's what they're doing. Don't debate it. Don't debate it. Don't look past it. Don't even try because the science is in, the debate is over when the debate never happened. So again, this is the three things. Again, I'm going to go over them again. The fundamentals... The logic and the and the ability to debate that lie or that argument. That's what makes a beautiful lie. So and when I say lie, we just say it's storytelling time. Now, or it's a story. Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton and the Liberals, and here's the very interesting thing about the Liberals they, they don't take time to craft a beautiful story. You know, if they just took the time to to create one, you know, maybe I, I would get on board. Maybe I would get food. But they don't. So what's happening right now in the news right now? Well, unfortunately, Kentucky, it wasn't Kansas, it was it was Kentucky. I'm sorry, I kind of misspoke there. Kentucky, uh, I guess, had a huge tornado. I think it was maybe 30 tornadoes. They're not really sure. Uh, just ravage, you know, like a whole town there, and it looks as though there's 80 to 90 people who are dead. It's horrible. It's really, really, really horrible. So, what does Joe Biden do immediately? Well, immediately he links those those tornadoes again, like what I told you before, to climate change, like how all the Democrats have done. Right? They're doing it right now. Right? <laughs> Someone's, and they do this all the time with like, with a crisis. Someone a school shooting happens, and all of a sudden we have to ban automatic weapons. We to, I'm sorry, we have to ban "quote unquote" assault rifles when there's no such thing as assault rifles. Again, more absurdities. But don't debate them; they have spoken. So again, a tornado happens here. Like, oh my God, it's all about climate change. Well, why don't we just go into this real quick here? I we'll would just de- deconstruct this new lie that, that that Biden is claiming here, and all the, the climate alarmists out there who want to, who want to actually enact, you know, some type of climate change initiative to stop or to control the weather. Well, first of all, what they're asking for asking us to do, and not just you. And there's number one to cut back on eating red meat. So if you like barbecue, screw you. Cut back on your vacation and travels. Cut back on having children because more people in the world means more carbon and pollution. Cut back on cut back on using your air condition. Come back come back on using your heater. Cut back on using coal. Get rid of your gas car. Put solar panels on top of your on top of your um uh I guess your your house. And then, by the way, plant as many trees as possible. And then, you know what? If you do that, these things over there like tornadoes, they're not going to happen. Hur- hurricanes, that they're not going to happen. And the ice caps will actually start forming again and the sea levels will no longer begin to rise and all that. And by the way, all of these rules only apply to Americans, not China, not India, not any other country, just you. Oh, by the way, if you do pollute, And even if you don't pollute, we're going to tax you, and every single year, you're going to have a carbon credit that you start out with, and if you go more, if you want more, you just have to pay the government, and we allow you to actually pollute. So it'll be okay to pollute, you just have to pay us. That's their entire argument in, I guess, in 100% factual truth, all right? Actuality. Now, of course, they don't want that debate, they don't want that, they don't want you to discuss it, but... But you know, can't we talk about it? No, you can't talk about it. So l- let me let me put this on the table here for you right now. Do you know that right now I'm just going to go a little off on a tangent here that tornadoes, we have no idea till this very day why tornadoes form. We know the ingredients needed to create a tornado, but we don't know why or how they're formed. Because you can have all the ingredients needed to create the biggest tornado out there possible, and maybe only one time out of twenty uh, will, the, will these tornadoes actually form. You know, a tornado a tornado of what happened in Kentucky here in De- in December was very is extremely rare. Why it happened, they don't know. They really don't know because there were other areas in other parts of the country that had worse. That they had the weather was actually in worse condition than, than Kentucky and no tornadoes were formed why is that scientists don't know why and uh, you've seen before where these fun they've, they've, they've created these uh, I guess fake funnel clouds in these like controlled environments I think there was a Japanese professor who did that and what they did did is that they just basically spun some color smoke from the bottom and it, they made a tornado in there but if you look very 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 closely, Excuse me, the tornado was up, it was actually upside down. It was wide on the bottom and thin on the top. And all of us know that tornadoes are usually very thin on the bottom and wide on the top. Now, when they tried to reverse this tornado to be wide on the top and thin on the bottom, they couldn't replicate the tornado because gravity doesn't work that way with these tornadoes. Why are tornadoes? Our tornado, the, there's there's something that, hap- that that's happening in a tornado that is magnetic, includes radio waves. I'm not even joking about this. And it includes a lot of things that we don't know what's going on. So, and just, just Google it. You know, what do we not know about tornadoes? And you'll be surprised. So, if we don't know exactly what causes a, a tornado, how can we say that, Again, buying a Tesla, you know, carbon credits or all that kind of things are actually going to help us like have less tornadoes. The answer is that you don't. You don't know at all. But this debate that I'm having with with you right now, and I'm deconstructing their fundamentals of their argument right there. They don't want you to have it because again, their argument is not fundamentally strong. (laughs) Okay, it's not. It's not. They want you to think in absurdities. That's it. And don't question them. All right, people. Well, that's about it for my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something about spotting liars out there. Because again, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them out there. And it's horrible. I mean, they may may call your business. Like me, they had a fake inquiry. So make sure, number one thing you want to do, check if their fundamentals are right, right? Number two... Check if they're speaking in in absurdity. So if they claim to be married to a celebrity, that's pretty much an absurdity. Make sure you fact check that thing, right? And if they don't want to have a conversation about it, that means something is up. Don't get catfished out there, people. I have friends who did. You know, there's so many scams out there. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right, I will talk to you soon. all right everyone that's it for today i had fun podcasting if you like what you hear please share my podcast if you can't find me look on your favorite podcast platform and look for bbq2 movies that's bbq to movies yeah the to is not the number two by the way it is to like terrell owens so that's bbq2 movies catch you around